Happy Monday, everybody. <clears throat> it is Blair and Barker. And uh, we are a week out from the All-Star game. And the Toronto Blue Jays aren't very good. Not right now, at least. Mr. Barker, explain what happened this weekend. A four-game sweep at the hands of the Seattle Mariners. 6-5. Yesterday's final score. And did you notice Paul Seawald at the end of the game? No. What are you doing? backwards. Driving me nuts. Paul Seawald at the end of the game. The Mariners... Closer. Did you notice him making a little sweeping move uh-huh. after the final uh, after the final Can't play? Can't much blame him. All, all those fans there to to, uh, to let's go Blue yeah. Jays, and then you sweep the Blue Jays. Hey, they shoved it. They did. They shoved that up. I mean, they shoved it. Now Seattle's not not any better than the Blue Jays. I hey, mean, they're, they're really they're, no. I don't think so. I mean, they may have a better, harder throwing bullpen, but as a as a team, as a name, I don't think they are. I just. I think right now in, in key in key spots, the Blue Jays just don't have the horses to match up late in games against the other team's best hitters. That's what I think. And and offensively, there are a couple of guys who, you know, aren't aren't living up to what we thought expectations were going into the season. And it's been a consistent theme throughout their lineup that occasionally they'll chase OO. Now, chasing, you can look at that in a couple of different ways. You, you, you look at stats, and all these analytic people are going to tell you that they, they don't chase. You look at the games, for me anyway, the guys that matter a lot on this team, whether it's pressure, whether it's expectations, whether it's they fall behind and they think they have to change their approach, which I think is a little I, – I think you got to look at big picture here and go, we're a pretty good hitting team. If we just lay off of one of the good ones, and a good one for me is a strike that's a pitcher's pitch. Early in the count. How many times have you seen Vladdy go up and swing at a fanny out, all arms on a pitcher's strike one that's a really good pitch that's down and away on the black? How many times you see that? A lot. So that's for me is the at-bats I'm talking about. It's not always showing up as a stat that says, you know, they don't chase pitches. Well, do they chase pitchers' pitches early in counts? And you see that a lot consistently from guys on this team that are supposed to you know, quite frankly, carry their team and help them go where they want to go. And it's it's a collection of a bunch of things. So that's why I said I don't think Seattle's a, a better team than the Blue Jays. I just think all parts of the game right now for the Blue Jays is just not playing up to the way we thought they were going to play consistently all season. Yeah, it was quite a series. Uh, quite a series for the Blue Jays, wasn't it? You talked about the uh, Jays fans that uh, – that, uh, that came down from Seattle. I mean, the, the the series started with that that, that play by Guriel in left field, shot putting the ball over the wall for a home run. Continued with a five uh, two loss uh, in eleven innings uh, on Friday. Sergio Romo came into the game. It's the game where the Jays were two for. Tw- I can't even say this. Two for 20 with runners in scoring position. Yeah, Teoscar, too, got double off in the 10th inning on a, on a line drive to shortstop. Yeah, yeah again, it, it's sometimes... He really, Teoscar really does have his head up his ass these days, doesn't he? I'm not sure. Again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to come on here and be really negative because uh, there's going to be ebbs and flows to, to a team season, you know, that good teams find ways to figure out how to get out of it. But when you see, okay, a line drive at a shortstop, when a, Matt Chapman hit that ball pretty hard, right? It's But it's right at the shortstop. Teoscar did everything right. He froze. He went back. The only thing he did wrong for me is go back standing up. Why would you do that? Like, that makes zero sense to me. If you if he slides head first right there and goes, he's safe. 
I'm not even saying they're going to score a run, but at least you have an opportunity mm -hmm. to score a run in the 10th inning. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, it would make it a little easier for Romo because, you know, they sort of ran out of options to come in and do whatever they, they need to do to win a game. So, it was a, again, it was a collection of a bunch of things. And give Seattle credit. Every time the Blue Jays messed up, they took advantage of it. Saturday, 2-1. The Mariners won Alec Manoa against Robbie Ray. Uh, terrific pitching matchup. Uh, the Jays, again, issues leaving a lot of men on base. Even in the ninth inning, they're what? The, the Jays end of the game. They had two on, one out against Diego Castillo. Again, Teoscar, second pitch grounder. Gurriel's intentionally mm -hmm. walked the, the match. Fifth inning, two the bases loaded against fifth him. Inning. Nobody out. Those no. are yeah, challenging at bats that... Chapman strikes out on six pitches. Espinal hit a soft grounder to second. Tapia grounded out. This the that 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 drove me nuts. Rymel Tapia grounding out in the first pitch. I mean, expanding grounding out in the first again. Pitch. Now, again, now, now think about what you just said. You got a lefty on the mound who is really tough on left-handed hitters. Who he got a good pitch to hit. He just didn't hit it hard. If you're going to blame anybody, blame the two guys that are hitting in front of him Fair that enough. are right-handed. Fair enough. Like you got to look at you know certain totality of exactly how it looks here and this just you know the again I, this gets back to the the chasing and the there's a, a lot of definitions on ways that you can look at the, the way the, the at bats are going for guys that matter and the bottom of the order quite frankly when whenever you get guys on base against a tough pitcher Robbie Ray added the little nice two-seamer now th it's just enough to to because he likes now all of a sudden the difference that I saw in Robbie Ray from the one we saw a couple of days ago to the one was he, he was here with the Blue Jays. When he was here, it was nothing but in. You hear it is, I, you know it's coming, but you can't hit it because I'm going to get it in. I'm going to keep boring it in there. I'm going to throw enough for strikes in there that the umpire is going to call it for strikes. Would get you in swing mode. And now most hitters don't know how to clear the hips enough to keep that ball fair. And I'm going to get you out because now you're going to have to cheat. And when you cheat, it's fanny out and you're using nothing but a bunch of hands. And now he's starting to throw that little backdoor two-seamer to a righty just to say that I can throw it out there. And now as a righty, you've got to you know, you got to respect that and be able to sort of cover the entire plate. He's made an adjustment when he had to. Give him credit. Uh, last night, or yesterday, I should say, the 6-5 loss. I mean, it was one of those games. The the Moreno throw, Moreno throw to, to, Guerrero, to Guerrero in the fifth inning that goes right through his glove. The second time that Vladdy Jr.'s glove has failed him this year. Kevin, you played first base. How many times did that happen to you? Zero. I can't remember a time that, that it ever happened to me, but I got a theory on that. I, I did. I, I talked to somebody after the game that that brought this to my attention. I started thinking about this whenever I played winter ball. I played a lot of winter ball, Jeff. I, and, I, and, I, and I know uh, a lot of players over there used different colored gloves. And I and I can remember when I'd pick up their glove and pick up my glove because I was a brown, black glove. Like normal, just give me the, the leather. best leather yeah. you can possibly give me because I'm probably not going to get more than one glove. I'm going to be honest with you. Like me being an up and down guy, you know, Rawlings is who I use. They're just not throwing away gloves. Like they're not going to give you a bunch of gloves unless you're Vladimir Guerrero Jr., so I started thinking about that after I had this conversation with this person. And, and when I was in winter ball, I'd pick up a, a glove that was blue or red. And it seemed like they were more worried, like Rawlings. You know, Vladdy uses a Rawlings glove. And, and when I picked those gloves up, I can remember how plasticky they felt. It was more about the color of the glove than the quality of the glove. And it just seems like 
another reason, too, is if you notice, Vladdy, other than the quality of the glove and the color of the glove being plastically, that's a theory of mine. It's just that doesn't happen all the time. It's got to be a reason for it. It's not because it's dry rotting or it's been wet and he throws it in his bag and it's the big leagues. Like they'd dry that thing out to make sure it's ready and raring to go. So you would think it's the quality of glove, and I could just remember the color. And also, he's a stabber. I was always taught, uh, Cecil Cooper used to always tell me, be soft with your hands at first base. Like, you want to give with the baseball. You want to give with the black. Even a, even a normal throw from the shortstop. Instead of stabbing, like going out and getting the baseball with your glove, give with the ball. Like, th- that just sort of teaches you between your ears that when you do get a ball on the ground that's bouncing, all of a sudden you don't have to tell yourself, right? You're just soft with your hands, and I was always taught that way. So I think that's more of a theory of mine. Yeah. But it's just funny that, you know, most of the gloves that he has, what is it, one's red and blue and the other one's blue, I think, right? If I'm not mistaken, whatever. But they are not black or brown is my point where, you know, it's just a normal glove that you – Anytime I mean, Rawlings or any glove company comes <laughs> to spring training, they got their certain amount of gloves laying out, and most of them are not it, red or blue or red and blue. It just doesn't happen. No, this it is doesn't. what it doesn't happen. No, like it does you not. can't, you know. And I, look, yeah, I I know the baseball gods exist, but they and and I know that they have a sense of humor. But man, for that to happen twice in in the first half of a season, it does. Really it's weird, very weird. Mm-hmm. Now that, but that kind of summed up the game yesterday. Um, Moreno missing the pop Moreno up. Moreno missing the pop the up. Game. That's got to be an infield. Is that on the infielder to call him no. off? Okay. That's the catcher being a little lazy, not turning his back to the infield. You know, the spin of that ball, you have to you have to be real aggressive. You got to go out there and want to catch it. It just seemed to me like he didn't want to catch it. And that's that's one of those in-between balls where you got the third baseman back, you got the first baseman back, who's Crawford's up. You got those guys playing back. That's the catcher's ball. You don't want the pitcher anywhere involved in that. Catcher's got to be aggressive and come out and turn his back to the infield. Did not do that. And we saw again, give Seattle credit. Whenever the Blue Jays made a mistake, they made them pay for it. They made them pay. We Mm -hmm. also saw uh, Tim Mays with wild pitches, the ball off his glove. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I mean, yeah, it, it was just, it was like, it was one thing after another. Carlos Santana, it's three home runs and four at bats. Against the Jays, Carlos Santana brought in uh, to 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 add a little veteran see, I, see, leadership. I know, to that. I know you're saying that, but it's like uh, you, this is why you bring guys in like that. To you, you know, it's not going to cost you a ton, uh, and you won't see if you can find lightning in a bottle. And guys who have been there and done it before, who know how to slow down the heartbeat a little bit, and you know know that Adam Simber with two strikes to a lefty is going to elevate it. And if 80, 88 is not located and his misses are not really competitive and misses for me are above the strike zone and not in the strike zone with two strikes. And when they're in the, in the zone with two strikes against a veteran hitter who knows how to get the head out and knows what he's up there to do late in games. This is why you have been preaching for a very long time is why most contending teams have velocity because sometimes in part, certain parts of the season, Adam Simber has had a really good year. And where would that bullpen be without him? But occasionally, you're just not going to locate it where you want to locate it, and that's why you need the extra gear. And when you don't have it, and I said this before, before Seattle took advantage of it. Yeah. The uh, question, sending Simber out for the second inning, Romano was heating up. Jimmy Garcia wasn't available yesterday, I mm-hmm. guess. And, I, I mean, I just, 
there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with this bullpen. I, I well, Jimmy Garcia's clearly, coming off coming off the aisle, pitched two days in I'm, a row. Clearly, I'm not. Yeah, clearly, I'm not the only. I person. would have. I, that Did was, you have any problem though with Simber coming out for the second I time? I make you wonder why Jordan Armando's not coming back out. And you know, I was He's more, already warming I, up. I was a little <laughs> head scratching when Max Castillo came back out for the fifth inning, and then they they basically told you without telling you that when they sent Simber back out for the eighth inning. That that would tell you that one of their highest leverage guys and Jimmy Garcia is not available. Why are you trying to get another inning from Max Castillo when you had it lined up? If if all your guys are raring and ready to go and Jimmy Garcia was in there, that next five innings had all your five highest mm-hmm. leverage guys lined up for a clean inning. And then by Jimmy Garcia not being available, now you're trying to make up for it either with a extra inning from the starter. And of course, you had, not, you had an off day today too. You have an off day today too. I don't think it matters when a guy's coming off the aisle, pitch back to back days. No, I don't but think I'm, it matters. But I'm just saying that that would, you know, that that would indicate you would you would think things would have been lined up perfectly. It is was what I'm lined saying. up. Is my point. Unless again going in, they know more than we know. Right. And they're trying to make up for that extra inning with somebody else, and just so happened they tried to do it with two people. So, oh, Kevin Gossman didn't make the start Sunday. There's a chance that he will start Tuesday. Look, if it's me, I'd love to get Kevin Gossman back out there. But uh, as I've said all along, I'm I'm no way interested in rushing, in in rushing this dude back. So, Kevin, where are we now? The the Phillies are coming in, the Royals are coming in. It's a all star break. The the Jays. I, I cannot believe I'm saying. The Jays are closer to fifth place this morning than they are second place. Baltimore's two games back of the Jays. Second place or uh, Red Sox are two and a half ahead of the Jays. Well, the, well, the only, I, 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 I the mean, only look, saving grace is the Guardians aren't real good. The White Sox aren't real good. The Twins are meh. The AL Central, most of the guys are. Yeah, but the, one of those teams, teams are in one that, of those teams is going to win the AL are, Central. But my point is, there's not two teams coming out of that. And, and you know the guard? Do the Guardians scare you? They don't scare me. Like the again, this is my point about uh, e- Seattle. Do they scare you? Like yeah, they were a better team the last four days because they took advantage of the weakness of the Blue Jays. But are they a better team long term? I would think not. So if 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 you're Ross and you can make a a move or two that can just put a little kick in the derriere. But just you're, you're now you for me you don't have a choice. Going into the season and going into those that that series where the eight games here at home, we were thinking, well, that could determine on what Ross is going to do. Now Ross didn't have a choice. The optics of this whole thing of what you don't have when it comes to the depth of your team, your organization, what your expectations were going into the season, how your teams looked the last, say, however many games you want to say, there's been a, a spotlight shown on exactly what you need to do. And for me, if you've got to give up Moreno to get it, you got to give up Moreno to get it. And th- this, just because of the way it looks now, again, we have no idea what the conversation is and how it looks off the field. You know, forget about how me and you will look at this team and what this team – what are the 26 guys on the team thinking? Right? That's the big question. Well, they had another – they, they, How does it look, They had right? another meeting, second meeting of the second meeting of the year. And, I, I mean, I just roll my eyes at players-only meetings. I've been in but those. I do it, ne- it never really works. It, it never really works, but – it's like Captain Obvious. No, things. but you know what? The fact that somebody feels they need to call two of them, that's not a good sign. Because you know what ball players are like. You know what ball players are like. The, the, the fact that somebody that 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 the Jays have had two of those damn things already. 
I'd yeah. almost tell you there's a reason why the the 26 guys think they are not performing at the highest level. There's a reason. Like, I have no idea, and I'm not going to speculate. That's not what we do on this show, and I'm not going to do that because I'm not in the room. But if you're having team meetings, the meetings that I've been in, it's that you think you should be doing something because you're more talented than the other team. And there's reasons why the 26 guys in that room think you're not getting to that point. That's why they're having the conversation. So it's sort of more off-the-field things than it is on-the-field things. At least that's the meetings that I've been in before. Now, the meeting could have been totally different. That's, that's why it's a little hush-hush, and they didn't want anybody to know about it. So... I just it, it makes you wonder, right? And that that's what I said. It gets back to sometimes there's got to be a grown up in the room, and this is Ross, that maybe going into those eight games didn't had more of the mindset that you had that this is going to determine on what I do and what I'm going to give up. I just think the optics of this thing and where the Orioles are at and and how Seattle made you look. I don't think they got a choice now. I really don't think it. I don't know the names. I don't know who they're interested well, in. But Kevin, they've. They, I just think they have to go out and make a big splash to tell the room. Forget about telling us. This is tell what, the room that they're all in. Yeah, this is what's frustrating. I think we've gone beyond the, you know, let's try to find another Simber and Richards. Way we, past we, we've that. moved way, way. Uh, we've moved way past that. That might have worked. You know that might have worked a couple of weeks ago. To me, we've moved, we've moved, we've moved well past that. Before you move on, and and having the Angels now turning into this Angels would open that team up to conversation of maybe trading a player or two off of that team. Yeah, but every they, they got a closer. Maybe you go to that team and say that two weeks ago they weren't available. So maybe that's some of my point here is maybe there's another team or two that is willing to give up some pieces. I guess what I find really frustrating here. The Jays have just finished a four-game series in Seattle where they started Max Castillo. No disrespect really to Max Castillo. Really good. He's been good. But they started him in a game two days after he threw, what, 40-odd pitches in the 41 relief. pitches. 41 pitches. They started Anthony Bonda in a game and then brought in Casey Lawrence. We're almost at the all-star break, and this is this is what the Jays have been reduced to. This is what the Jays have been reduced to as a team. They are literally starting guys who probably, well, who certainly at the start of the year were on nobody's radar as far as, 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 far as the Blue Jays go. That's just, that, that's not good. I mean, I, I know that sounds Captain Obvious, but I, I know that there will be a lot of focus on the lineup and the hitting and all that. The, the, the issue with this team is, has and has been since the start of the year, the bullpen. Everything that this team is going through relates to a lack of confidence in the bullpen, a lack of performance in the bullpen, and you could also say issues with the starting pitching. But, you know, people look at two for 20 with runners and scoring position isn't very good, and the Jays, the Saturday left, all this stuff. The Jays came off a very good offensive June. This is still a good offensive team. They may not be showing it right now, but it's still a good offensive team. And I ask people, what do you have more faith in? The Jays writing the ship offensively or something happening to write to write the ship in terms of pitching? I, mean, I think it's pretty I, straightforward. I, I, this is just me. I will say listening to the lineup talk out loud that they need the starting pitcher to be really good for them to have the professional at-bats that they have to have to perform at the highest level. Can Can we say that? 
So I, I think they, I think the offense feeds off of, especially after you saw how George Springer acted after he hit the first home run. Like we finally did it. We have a lead in the first inning, and everybody around him knew it. So it's a big topic of conversation. So I, I'm not for me anyway. I don't think all the blame you can throw on the pitching. I think the at bats, especially with key guys, over the course of the okay, over the course, over the again, course of this again, whatever these 85, 86 but, but games, again, the some, offense. Sometimes, been fine. sometimes one thing is not going to be good, and other things have to catch up and carry it. And the offense all the time, and it's specific guys. I mean, you, you, the bottom of the order, you, you can't always throw the blame on the Cavan Biggios and the Matt Chapmans and the Santiago Espinals and the Rymel Tapias. You can't do that. So the Vladimir Guerrero Juniors, Bo Bichette had a really good year, day yesterday. If yesterday would tell him anything, anything, that if he gets a good pitch to hit, he hammers baseballs. Man, it is something else to tell the difference. I know he's a free swinger, and he thinks he can get barrel to any baseball. Stats will tell you no. And if he can walk away from yesterday being on that plane and just going, man, if I can lay off of it, the OO knuckle curve that was a little elevated didn't hit it tremendously hard, but he stayed in the big part of the field. Where was it? It was a strike down the middle, a little elevated, got to a 2-0 slider from a tough right-handed throwing angle because it was more middle in. He got the foot down and created backspin and done damage on it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, – I, I'm, you're stating the obvious here when it comes to pitching and and what they need when the ball is handed to somebody in the sixth inning. But the other guys that mean a lot to this lineup, for me anyway, consistently, and the one guy that continues to stand out is Vladdy. Vladdy's had an up-and-down year for whatever reason. I have no idea what the reason is. I don't think a lot of coaches know. He swings at a lot of pitches that will early in counts that will make you scratch your head. And then he takes a, he'll get a breaking ball in a hitter's count that he is all over and he misses it and you can see it. There's something up. Like, I don't know what it is. He looks late. He looks like the, the indecision on just the, the, uh, you know, the consequences of when he takes a bad swing, it sort of ruins his entire approach. And, and then it's just, so there's, I, I, you know, again, I, I, would like to say it's all pitching, but there's a little blame to go around for everybody. Uh, the, the, okay, ninety nine percent of the blame lies on the uh, ninety nine strong. Ninety nine no. strong. No. Well, come on, we can't. You, 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 I know you, you can't always. People can't always. You can't always. Well, you can't them. always straddle. You can't always straddle. You can't always straddle the fence. The pitching's been an issue with this team since since for two months now. Stripling's been is. good, and I keep saying, I keep saying, I'm talking about mainly the bullpen. Just get me somebody who throws hard. Try uh, it. I, I just, just just a hard thrower. You you need you need why some not? movement with. Yeah, I'm with you. Why not? I'm 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 with you. Obviously, this organization thinks differently about late late in games than most organizations do. It's obvious. I wanted to ask you about. One... Well, I came here trying to be positive a little, and yeah, no. It, listen, they're uh, they they still they still they still have a playoff spot right now, uh, but. There they're you go. closer again. They're closer to the Orioles than they are to the Red Sox, and you know the Red Sox are going to get better pitching because they're getting their guys back this week. Sales coming back. Yavaldi's coming back. The Orioles yeah. have six different six different guys with a save. I wanted to ask you about one before we break. Uh, I wanted to ask you about one at bat in particular uh, this uh, this weekend. It was on Saturday's game. 
The uh, seventh inning battle between Matt Brash and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., 13 pitches. Lourdes fouled off nine pitches. Six of them were over 98 miles an hour. He struck out in a 98-mile-an-hour four-seamer. Kevin, when an, as an at-bat goes on longer, does the edge swing to the hitter Absolutely. the longer no, it goes not, on, or does not, it swing to the pitcher? Not when I, I played. Okay, explain. Remember me and you had the conversation with Josh Donaldson, and and – you know, he would always tell us about right. the, the later the at-bat the went, the more chances I had of a bad swing. Like, there's only – I this was my theory whenever I whenever I walked to the plate. I, you only have a couple of really good swings. Like, the timing's there. You're down and through it. You're getting off your backside. You get to the big finish, which creates loft with backspin. Like, there's only a couple of those because that pitch was your pitch, right? It wasn't a pitcher's pitch. And there's only so many bad pitches a pitcher's going to make. So for me, whenever I played, and I'm sure the conversation would be different. You ask 10 different hitters, they'd probably have 10 different answers. But for my, whenever I played, I only had a couple of good swings. And and the more, you know, the more pitches you see, I don't always think the advantage goes to the hitter. I think, you know, again, it gets back to the timing and the, and the out in front and the getting your pitch. It's... How did you get to two strikes, right? Did you take a couple of good pitches? Did you have good swings? Were they bad swings to get you to two strikes? Yeah, I always thought with two strikes, the the pitcher was in the driver's seat. Like now, now you're protecting. You're not the aggressor as a hitter. And again, I just think it's an individual thing. But for most hitters, I would think the advantage goes to the to the hitter or to the pitcher in most cases. It was a it was a fun at bat. It was, it was fun funny. to watch. But you mentioned '98, and I know you threw that in there for a reason. Matt Brash. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's that's sort of you know it's mono e mono. You're getting my best one, and I don't think you can hit it. And I ain't going to try and trick you. I just get tired of seeing dudes come out trickery, falling out of the tree, throwing 98 miles an hour, and then here comes, you know, bloop. it's like the spin masters. Anyhow. Uh, the Jays have today off. They start a series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Two-game series against Phillies to more than the Royals are in for four games. Don't ask me what I expect. Oh, I don't. We've <laughs> got tickets to give away to the July 17th game against the Royals. Congratulations to Vladdy Jr., George Springer, Alec Manoa, and, of course, Alejandro Kirk. They have all made the All-Star game. Here's hoping George Springer doesn't go. Just hoping he decides to uh, shut it down for the week and rest whatever the hell it is that's bothering him. Maybe he goes and don't plays. How do you not go to an all-star game? Why would you bother? Why, Why would, wouldn't you? Just to get your ass booed at Dodger yeah, who Stadium. Who cares? Who cares? You're a grown man, and you earned the booing. Well, this is go true. To your, go, to your, go to your game. Enjoy it. Be fortunate enough that you have fans that think highly enough of you to vote you in and go and represent your organization. See, I disagree with that. You don't have to play. A lot of, t- a lot of guys go. Jacob Grom didn't play. In that one. Okay, so that's, would, that's my feeling. I, I know when I played, it's very hard. I took pride. I made one in AAA. I had a lot of fun. I had a pinch hit homer. It's in AAA. It's a big deal for me. My, my dad was there. He thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine George Springer's going to play in that game. That's why, you know, everybody, every, everybody's running around and, uh, you know, talking about people who were snubbed and all that. Give it, give it a rest for a couple of days. There's a ton of guys who aren't going. Jordan Alvarez isn't going. He's just gone on the I.L., it, let's wait and see who shows up and who doesn't show up because, uh, yeah, there were some players that were snubbed, but it's it's remarkable how many times the guys who, who are supposed to be there end up 
end up going there. So, but anyhow, congratulations to the Blue Jays All Stars. Uh, Kirk and uh, Guerrero voted in to the game. Bill Ripken, MLB Network analyst, joins us a little later in the show. As always, Barker's back leg bits. DMs are open. Get your thoughts on what's wrong with the Jays, what you need to see from Ross Atkins. A lot of people already weighing in on Charlie Montoyo. Uh, you know, sort of the somebody has to pay, might as well be the manager thing. Um, I, I don't know how I I don't know how I feel about that. You've got to be, I think you've got to be around the team a little more to, f- to figure out what the hell is exactly going on. The guys, like who's saying what to whom, what the dynamics are, all, all that stuff. But um, as I've said, I, I, in, in the past, I'm a little less comfortable sort of blaming the manager now than I ever used to be because we all know it's a, uh, we know it's a, it's a cooperative effort. We know a lot of the decisions that are made are made, not just by Charlie Montoyo, but with input from the analytics people and probably with inputs from input from the general manager as well. So, but I, I will say this, we are, we are at the stage where the something has to happen. I mean, we're at that stage. Conversations ramping up. We're at that stage mm-hmm. where quote unquote, something has to happen. We'll come back and take a look around the AL East. The ground is shifting right underneath the feet of the blue Jays. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A reminder, we'll have a pair of Jays tickets to give away later on in the show to the July 17th game against Kansas City Royals. Bill Ripken, MLB Network Analyst, will be along at 11 o'clock. The uh, Blue Jays, if you're interested, are 1-9 and nine in their last 10. Hey, you got nowhere to go but up. This is true. Hey, I want to correct something, too. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I said Vladdy uses a Rawlings glove. He uses a Wilson glove. Yeah, you don't want to well, you you piss off well, the people of Rawlings. Come on now. Rawlings. So yeah, but it's it's it is the colored thing and and the 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 different kinds of gloves and the and the making of the of the leather and it's just odd that it would happen two times before the All Star break. It's very odd. Yes, very odd. It is one of those things. You know, people will often say you don't see stuff happen in baseball, and you go, okay, that's kind of just recency bias. Yeah, no, you don't often see the ball go through the webbing of of very the uh, of the glove, uh, the way Vladdy's. The way the ball went through Vladdy's glove. I mean, I shouldn't laugh because, but, I mean, you know. You just know that things aren't going your way when that happens. When that happens in a game like that. Um, Got to be mentally strong. Get through it. Yep. Sure they are. Hey, you know what? It's Monday. You know what that means. What is it? In the East. Yeah, it is time for our weekly look around the American League East. We do this every Monday. You know, it's usually blah, 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 Red Sox and Yankees, Mm. blah, 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 Rays, Jays, blah, blah, blah. This weekend, Rays swept by the Reds and the Jays swept by the Mariners. But not today. Not today. Today, we are going to begin our weekly look around the AL East. And I swear to God that I can't believe I'm saying this. 
I don't even, I don't know if I can say it, but we're going to start in Baltimore. They were the hottest team in baseball. Look now, Jays fans, but the Orioles, (laughs) the stinking Orioles are closer to catching the Jays and pushing Toronto into last place in the East than the Jays are the second place Red Sox. And yeah, that thought alone should have a whole bunch of heads exploding right now. The Orioles beat the Angels 9-5 on Sunday. Their eighth win in a row. This is their longest winning streak within a single season. Now think about this. This is their longest winning streak within a single season since April 22nd to May 1st, 2005. Hmm. Three of them have been walk-off wins. Sunday's win was kind of a rare laugher for them. It's the only one of this streak where they've won a game by more than three runs. And we talked about their bullpen an awful lot. God knows when they they played the Blue Jays. We kept raving about this bullpen, all these waiver wire claims who were coming out and throwing 98-99. But uh, give their starting rotation some credit, too, in the last 20 games. The Orioles starters have put up the best ERA in the majors. That is that is something else. Well, you get, you get good starting pitching, you get timely hitting. Yesterday they had five different guys driving a run. That's a big deal. What do we talk about the Blue Jays having to have a couple of guys do special things? Well, the Orioles, there's a reason why they're winning as many games in a row as they are. They got a good bullpen. So from the seventh inning on, they can shut the other team down. They can go through the best part of their lineup, which is a big deal. You got... You know, different people driving in different runs, which is a big deal. You mentioned the starting pitching, and they don't really have anything to worry no, about. No, I was going to say. You're just going out doing your thing. There's no pressure in Baltimore. You know what you're playing for right now? If money. You're the Orioles? Money, 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 money. You're, you're playing to possibly get traded to a contending team. This is where well, it gets interesting. Trade anybody now. Why would you trade anybody? You know, it's What's f- it going to help your team if you trade somebody? I mean, this is one of the things about the expanded playoffs, right? I mean, two weeks ago, the Seattle Mariners, people were wondering, are the Mariners going to move Adam Fraser? Are they going to do this again? Nope. You think the Jays, by the way, are, leak- are uh, licking their wounds after what happened in Seattle? The Angels. <laughs> Spare a thought for the Rays. Now, <laughs> the Rays were swept by the Reds. Capped off by a 10-5 thumping on Sunday, a game in which Shane Boz couldn't make it out of the third inning. Now, nobody's glove exploded like Vladdy's did, <laughs> but the Rays did lose a game on Friday on a walk-off Bach. They saw their bullpen implode on Saturday, and just for good measure on Sunday, they put Wander Franco on the IL with what Kevin Cash says is a handmade injury. Ooh. That's... Bye-bye, power. Bye-bye power, and, mm-hmm. and that has ended careers. I'm not saying it's going to in that case, but it's, it's certainly... Well, just talk to Kinski about what handmade injuries can do to you. Kevin Kiermeyer and Jeffrey Springs also joined him on the IL. So if you look at the Rays' 28-man roster right now, only nine members of their 28-man opening day roster have been active for all 85 games. Active. According to Fangraph's wins above replacement. The Rays injured list includes players who combined to account for 44% of the team's cumulative war last season. Now think about that. Mm. Think about that the next time you complain about the Jays having, having issues. 
The Rays traded for Oakland catcher first baseman Christian Betancourt this week to address the uh, offensive issues in some Mike manner. Zanino. Behind home plate. Yeah, yep. it's materialized after Mike mm-hmm. Zanino's injury. And, well, manager Kevin Cash had some thoughts about facing the Red Sox. That's the next team in the cards for the uh, for the Rays. But facing the Red Sox after being left, dare we say it, red-faced against Good the Reds. Two series wins get swept here. How do you kind of just evaluate this 11-game stretch? Um, good and bad. <laughs> there was some bad, obviously, this this weekend. Like to play better, uh, but we got to flush it pretty quick because we got a big another four-game series against Red Sox coming up. So hopefully the guys will be able to do that on the flight home and be ready to play. In a weird way, maybe playing the Red Sox kind of gets you guys playing some of your better games. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take that. We'll take whatever right now. We got guys that are um, getting, you know, their first consistent reps in the big leagues. And if that motivates them, I'm sure there'll be some pretty good crowds and a division rival. We need to play good. Yeah, that's uh, Kevin Cash. Uh, he'll, he will take whatever he can get right now. There's a lot of that going on in the AL East. Take whatever we can get right now. Now, look, it says a lot that the Orioles sucked up so much of the oxygen in the AL East on a weekend in which the Yankees and Red Sox played four games, splitting them with the Yankees winning the first two, the Red Sox rallying to walk them off Saturday and then scoring nine consecutive runs in that 11-6 win last night on uh, Sunday night baseball. What did, uh, what did Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, have to say? No, it was a good offensive uh... Uh, series, we did a good job. I think we were one swing away in game two to tie it against their guys, and uh, we lost by one run in the first game. And like I said before, you know we have we have a good team. We just got to keep working and keep getting better. The Yankees last night got another scuffling start from Jamison Tyone. Araldis Chapman came in in the sixth inning, hit 101, mm-hmm. and Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager, he's trying to figure out how to maximize. Araldis Chapman with his all-star, Clay Holmes. It's, boy, you when you talk about issues, it must be nice to be the Yankees right now. Aaron, what's the feeling leaving here with a split of the four-game series after you won the first two? Yeah, you, you win the first two. You want to you wanna finish off with a great series, but, um, you know, credit to them. They got behind again tonight and, and kept banging and took advantage of some mistakes that we made. You know, a little frustrating in the moment, um, but... We'll turn the page from this one and go go try and finish off the half at home uh, in, in a good fashion. So, Kevin, after this week, and it's a big week ahead, the, the Red Sox still, I mean, they're not out of the woods. The Red Sox have got four against the Rays, and then they go to the Bronx on this weekend. I mean, that is that is just about the toughest run in baseball heading into the All-Star break. I know you watched the, the, the Red Sox-Yankees series, so let's talk about Let's talk about Red Sox, Rays, Jays, and and Orioles right now. Yeah, I, I think if you're the Yankees, you still have your thoughts of Jamison Tyone. Can you trust that going into September and October? Do you need to address that? I'm sure they will. Frankie Montas, you, 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 the issues there, what, would you be willing enough to, to give up some pieces to get him? Who knows? Andrew Benintendi's... They're having some conversations about bringing him in there because they need a better left-handed bat. You can doesn't it kind of scare you? Doesn't it kind of scare you that the Yankees are looking for the the Yankees and Red Sox? They're basically looking for the same thing the Blue Jays are looking for for I, the I, most part. I, I think if you're a Yankees fan, you love that. You you see a, a front office that sees a weakness, you go out and you you correct it. You know, I, I will say a role to Chapman. 
for me, the issue with him is not velocity and maybe throwing strikes. It's more a worry of why is it so hard for him to forget about the guy standing on first base mm. and worry about the hitter? Mm. I just the guy had been around as long as he has. You know, you, DJ LeMay, didn't make a couple of plays for him. But so what? I mean, you've been around forever. You've had some big-time saves and in big-time situations. Why do you let traffic bother you so much? That, for me, is a little bit more alarming. I, I just think you can get him back on track maybe by not abusing the slider as much, command a little bit more of the fastball, pitch him in the sixth and seventh inning instead of the eighth and ninth inning. They'll, they'll correct that and get Man. that all taken. Uh, what, don't you like that Lewisica idea, though? is coming back. Yeah. Sooner than later, you would think that will help, you know, take a little pressure off Aroldis and get him where he needs to be. So when they hit the playoffs, they can at least use him. But you see, the, and the, the beautiful thing about that, though, too, Kevin, is because of that offense, you can you can work Aroldis Chapman back in. I, this this is how this is how how things have changed. You know, Aroldis Chapman is essentially not the Yankees isn't isn't the Yankees closer anymore, but. Still a weapon. And I do think if you're Cashman and you watch the Astros attack the Yankees with elevated hard stuff, I you know, I don't want to say that's a big worry because you do have a, a, a veteran lineup that knows how to make some adjustments and know how to maybe lay off of that and ambush it when they have to ambush it. But if you get a good pitching staff in the playoffs who can – who can attack a weakness, a, a, a team or a lineup's weakness. We all know what the Blue Jays' lineup weakness is. Down and away. Well, if they if the Astros have sort of shown the spotlight on a weakness with the with the Yankees, maybe trying to put more emphasis on Ben and who can shorten up, mm-hmm. go the other way, is a bat to ball guy instead of a back leg city guy. I, again, I just think if you're a Yankees fan, you're 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 happy that your your GM has, you know, said that there is a weakness. Again, I said this a, a couple of weeks ago. When I just don't know if you trust the, line, the the rotation that the Yankees have, and maybe they need to solidify that, and maybe they're just trying to make final pieces, final adjustments to take them to the end goal. It's not about winning the American League East anymore; it's about winning the World Series, and you got to make a, a, adjustments accordingly. And I'm sure they're going to do that. The Red Sox, for me, it's real easy. If, if JD Martinez is good, which what's he ten for his last 29, the last seven games, that's a big deal. Trevor Story is going to be a big deal. He's mm-hmm. sort of you know later in the lineup's got to add some thump. Maybe not average wise. He's hit three homers and had six RBIs in his last seven. Devers has had nine RBIs in the last 15 games. It's even when you're struggling, can you get big hits? And I think when they go, their their team goes. I know they're getting some pieces back in the Chris Sale, and you know the, that'll sort of be able. Then they can solidify their pin and, and make it a little easier for their managed manager to, you know, just to match up against the other team's best hitters. But for me, when that lineup and, and big pieces in that lineup go, their team goes. Yeah, they. Uh... And the Rays are a game ahead of the Blue Jays with all the injuries that you it's mentioned remarkable. and all the things that happened. What if the Blue Jays? Just saying the Blue Jays. I don't want to hammer on the Blue Jays. But what if they had all those injuries that the Rays had? What if the Dodgers had had all those injuries that the Rays had? For me, the Rays just are the little engine that could. If somebody gets hurt, call somebody else up. It's like if not, we'll go out and make a, a Christian Betancourt trade that you maybe find lightning in a bottle. Maybe he has a different approach with the Rays because all the khakis in the in the, in the the city below the ground is trying to figure out ways to get the most out of Betancourt. Like it's... It's just fun. It's fun to watch. I, you might, I hate it because you're a giant fan of the Rays. I hate to come on here and toot their horn. But, man, just watching them, I know they got swept by the Reds. What do I think that the 
for some reason, I think the Rays have got they've got this they've got all these minions or something running something. around under the ground. They do something they different. Do. They they really these do. Guys, and, these little guys with one eye in the amazing. middle of their forehead it, running around. It's amazing, and I just I love listening to their manager talk. I ain't gonna lie to you. The the way he hammers his team without hammering his team. Yeah. Occasionally, you need to do that. We're a group here. We all need to play better. Just don't blame it on one part of your of your game, of your team's game. Blame it on everybody. Because if that one, if that one part of the game is going in the direction it's supposed to go in, everybody else will sort of fall in place. I just like listening to him talk. And I don't want to say they're fun because I'm never going to say that. But what other team could lose all the players that they've lost and still be in it? I, I don't know anybody else. I mean, I mean, maybe the Brewers with the way they play baseball and and they sort of know their weakness and what they have to do to make up for it. But, man, give them credit. Yeah, they've uh, – they've – they just continue, continue, continuing. I, I will say this. I will say this. I do have a I, – I think this – this may be the year the magic runs out for the race. You think so? Well, this, yeah, may, this may be the season they don't go to the play, deeper into the playoffs. But there's, there's still going to be a handful. There are going to be a handful. I but mean, they've got a number one pitcher who's probably going to start the all-star game. Uh, you're getting Rasmussen back doing his thing. Boz. I mean, they got some dudes that they can throw at another team. So you don't feel sorry for them there, but to make a serious run at it, you're probably right. Just all the pieces that they're missing. And they, and they still don't, a threat. And, and they still don't. They're not doing a lot of those raised things that over the long term make them successful. Uh, I'm I think sh- that's I'm shedding, more because I'm they can't. A tear. I see it. I'm shedding a tear. But, uh, the, yeah. Uh, but, again, this gets back to what, what do the Blue Jays do and what does Ross, Ross Atkins do? You look at all the other teams. Look what the Rays are going through. Look what the Red Sox are going through. Uh, look at the Guardians who are up or down. Look at the White Sox who can't get out of their own way. Like, it's... I know it looks the way it looks now with the Blue Jays, but the the American League is top-heavy. There's two teams, and then there is everybody else. And if you are Ross and you legitimately think if you can bring in a legit piece or two, it's probably two more than a piece, do you legit? anything can happen in the playoffs, anything. Somebody for the Yankees gets hurt, and you could back in, and maybe, you know, Jose Barrios gets hot. And the, and the thing is spinning the way he wants it to spin. And maybe you can make a run by just giving that 26 guys Do some you? hope, right? Because they need a little hope. You can see it. I'm not in the locker room, but don't take a brain surgeon to figure out. They need a little hope. Yeah, they do not. Uh, there's just, and you know, you talk to people around the team. They're, they're, that's, that's not, it's not the same group it was it's not the same group it was a month or six weeks ago. It's just not. And you can tell watching them play, too. There's, uh, there, is, there is a sense of impending doom when you watch that team play that I haven't felt for, I mean. Since they blew those games when all the guys were running out of the bullpen, it shouldn't have been running out of the bullpen, and they missed the playoffs by a game. Yeah, it looked the exact same. Yeah, even, even worse, the... Yeah, even 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 worse this year, I think in some ways. And and this is this is what I that I put a column up. Should be up on the website soon. It's the thing I find confusing about what we've seen from Ross Atkins or haven't seen from Ross Atkins. You know, last year we saw him address his bullpen issues on June 29th. 
I think it was around July 9th when he went out and traded for Simber and Richards. Now, at the time, those aren't earth-shattering trades, but they stopped the bleeding and at least told the team that our general manager realizes we have an issue. He's moved to address the issue. So far, all we've seen is Sergio Romo and Anthony Banda. And that confuses me because expectations are much higher this year than they were last year. Much higher this year than they were. If if there is a year to be aggressive, this is the year the Jays are playing at home. They entered the season in a lot of people's minds. One of the favorites for the AL East title. I noticed this weekend, you look at Vegas, they're still up there. People still like this team. People still think this team is capable of going going on a long run in the playoffs. I, I just find it odd that nothing has happened. It makes me think, it makes me think that the Jays, and, and I don't know why the hell they would do this, it makes me think that they really were really putting a lot of hope and a lot of faith in Nate Pearson getting healthy and getting up here. Maybe, too. And, and I don't know why you would do that. And offensively, too, Vladdy. They, I, I meant you, you asked me this at the beginning of the year, and I said Vladdy had to have a superstar season for them to go where they wanted to go. He's not having that. Like it's, And that's hard to make up for. It puts a lot of pressure on the bottom of your order, like the Matt Chapmans of the world, to do things that they're what? probably not capable of doing. And What if this isn't correctable My, this year? What do you mean? What if this isn't correctable? What if this is... What if this is the 2022 Blue Jays? Oh, so you throw in the towel? No, I you can't. You can't throw in the towel. But I, I you know, um, nobody else has made a big this, trade this, either. So that 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 would tell you that you know either the teams that have the big names that everybody wants is waiting for a bidding war, and the and the closer that gets to the trade deadline, it's, it's going to be easier for well, them to get that. Or maybe a lot of teams don't think as highly about their minor league system as we do, or the Blue Jays fans do, or that's you know they've entirely seen, possible. They've, they've watched Marino catch and and hit and. You know, maybe, maybe they just are not as high on that. I'm not saying they even trade him. But Arelvis Martinez, jump off the page. You got to have him. I I don't know. I mean, Austin Martin, is he tearing it up with the Minnesota No, no. Wins? Like, it's Jordan Groshans. Like, you got to have that. I don't know. Like, it's Tiedemann. That's, you know, that's that's down the road. He, Tiedemann should be doing that where he's pitching. Right, if you got any skill whatsoever locating something, you should be doing that. So, you can't get too excited about where he's doing it at. I'm not saying he ain't a good pitcher. I'm just saying maybe there's, and I'm not even saying those are guys they'd give right, up. Right, but I know what but you're you saying. But you got to be take a big step back and be realistic on maybe he's trying. Ross, I'm not going to put words in his mouth and I'm going to speak for him. But maybe they're trying and they just, it's just funny that he came out and said he's not getting a ton of phone calls from his about his catchers. Why would you even say that? Yeah. It's odd, right? Very odd. Bill Ripken of the MLB Network will join us next, and we've got Jays tickets to give away to see the Jays and Royals at the Rogers Center on Sunday, July 17th. It's Monday. This is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast.